Angie and Janelle podcast, your daily mood booster. Ottawa's Move 100. Good morning, everyone. It is Tuesday. Good morning, Janelle. Good morning. And just as you're stumbling around in the dark, getting ready for work, make sure the clothes you're about to put on are your own. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? Oh, my gosh. You know, Adam decided to take the the saying literally, what's mine is yours. (laughs) And uh, yesterday he wanted to get together with a buddy of his after work. So he brought a change of clothes. You know, he wanted to be a little more casual and comfortable Mm. when they went out to the bar to grab a drink. So he brought a change of clothes. And then I get this text message from him that reads, The look on my face when I tries to squeeze into your jeans. (laughs) (laughs) He grabbed yours instead of his? Yes. And I'm like howling at this, thinking like, oh my gosh, there is no way you'd ever fit into a single pair of my jeans. But it got better when he came home and I found out what pair of jeans he tried to fit into because he like slammed them on the couch and he's like, there you go. There's your jeans. <laughs> he was all like pissed off Damn himself. you for having the same wash color. <laughs> I was like, how did you think that these were yours? And he was like, I thought that they were my skinny jeans. They are my skinny jeans. The jeans I am wearing skinny this morning, jeans, no Angie. Less. Those ones? Yes. Oh, that boy not getting in those jeans. <laughs> like, these are jeans that I have to wiggle into. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, any pair of skinny jeans you got to wiggle into. Oh, so, my gosh. What yeah. did he do? He just, like, I guess had to be. And I wear the uniform yeah, out yeah, to the bar. Preppy. <laughs> like, oh, like, no. Oh, oh my it's gosh. funny. But it reminded me of the time that my, my younger brother actually did something very similar. And he wore my mom's jeans to high school. Not on purpose. How? <laughs> <laughs> so we were in charge of sorting laundry. Um, that was like one of our jobs. And I don't know, I guess mom's jeans got sorted into his laundry pile. Mm. And him just like being a dude and not thinking about not it. Not questioning it. Yeah, just was like, I don't know. They were in my pile. They must be mine. Exactly. He's like, they fit kind of funny and they were weird and tight and they kind of had bell (laughs) bottoms. See, like we were talking about that, like the sharing of clothes usually goes one way. You know, like we can steal our partner's oversized sweaters. Mm -hmm. There's a thing called boyfriend jeans for a reason because they're baggy. So we can wear those. There's not a thing I don't think called girlfriend jeans. (laughs) I don't think that's really go the other way. No. Because if guys try to start squeezing into our clothes, they're going to be stretched out and we'll never be able to use them again yeah yeah and it's just not a good look yeah no i think i think we need to do some reorganizing of our cloth yes clearly (laughs) when you think useless think of stew everybody welcome welcome it's stuntman stew's useless fact of the day on move 100 well this segment has become our listeners useless fact of the day we've been asking you in stew's absence to submit your own useless facts anything you know, a cool did you know or, you know, something that you think that people would be uh, riveted by. And then you text it in to us at ten zero thirty, And then if we use it, then we have a chance to score your fact. And then, as always, uh, the listeners are going to send in their text to ten zero thirty on a scale of 1 to 10 what you think of the fact. All right. So this one comes to us today from Leanne. And it is a fact about a very popular Christmas song. Okay. So we're all familiar with the song, We Wish You a Merry Christmas, Mm -hmm. We Wish You a Merry Christmas. Okay. So that song actually has a dark side. Okay. So uh, back in the 1600s, Christmas 
turned into a time of drunkenness, fighting, and debauchery. (laughs) And the true meaning of the holiday was lost. Things were so out of hand that Massachusetts actually banned Christmas in 1659. Oh, my gosh. Because people were getting too drunk and silly. Wow. So that song, at one point, was considered a threat when sung because you know the part of the song where it goes we won't go until we get some we won't go until we get some so that was sung by rowdy servants who were demanding more alcohol from their masters (laughs) (laughs) and they would chant that over and over to try to get more booze oh my god and it was considered a threat (laughs) that's hilarious yeah the dark side. Of I I always wondered what that even part of that song was supposed to mean. Yeah. Like, give us some figgy pudding. Uh, give us some more beer. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Turns out Christmas is dark after all. That's right. It's drunken debauchery. Look that's at that. Funny. <laughs> all right. What are you going to give that fact today? I think I'll give it an eight this morning. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I enjoyed it. All right. So let's check the scores. Send them in to ten zero thirty. We're going to score this fact from Leanne. I think it's pretty funny. Uh, Sassy Kathy and Manowit giving it a 10 and a 9. All right. Mm. Aaron the Trollster, that's like my family, drunk and rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, Christmas is still kind of the same. Um, and he gave that a 10 out of 10 this morning. Well, there we go. Uh, dark drunk Christmas. It is still happening in some families, I'm sure, <laughs> says Diva Clow, uh, giving that fact an 8.5 out of 10. I love how everyone's so willing to be like, hey, that's actually uh, my family. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Wow, this is a great fact. Uh, Why was Stu doing facts before? (laughs) (laughs) 10 out of 10 from Hall of Fame Gusto. Yeah, wouldn't be Gusto without a nice troll for Stu. (laughs) Uh, Sore Throat Anthony is giving that a 9 today, so that's a good score from Anthony. That's a 10 from me. A lot of those old songs and nursery rhymes have a very dark side from Connie the Wound Care Nurse. So true. Think of nursery rhymes like ring around the rosy yeah Mm -hmm. like babies falling out of cradles from trees and like (laughs) i don't understand nursery rhymes uh bosch traveler from the hall of fame it's a great fact glad to see our christmas is a little bit more subdued than that now (laughs) (laughs) giving it a 10 all right nice fact good fact leanne move mornings with stuntman Stu, angie and janelle on move 100 what's trending Well, it was kind of in the way for people who wanted to purchase the Ottawa Senators. There was this, as you remember, long dispute between Eugene Melnick's Capital Sports Management and John Ruddy's Trinity Development Group. They had partnered up in the beginning for the original plan to develop LeBreton Flats, the NHL Arena, etc. Got fans in the city so excited. It looked like a done deal. These two major developers, and then they had a big dispute and a big falling out. So it's been tangled up. Ever since then, in the middle of the battle, Melnick's tried to sue John Ruddy for $700 million. Ruddy countersued Melnick for a billion dollars. They've been in this legal battle for years. And this case was to go to the courts January 3rd, where it was scheduled to be in the court system for at least four months. Well, they've announced... Uh, out-of-court settlement. So, Sens confirmed it yesterday. A settlement has been reached. It is not going to go to trial anymore. They can proceed. 
attractive bidders for the Ottawa Senators who are interested in the team can come forward and not have to worry about this court battle playing out in front of them. Good. Okay. So yeah. it means that we might actually see somebody purchase the team sooner yeah. than later. Exactly. It means okay. we can move on and move forward. The settlement is complete. There will be no legal battle. So that's good. So speaking of lawsuits, we all know that Taylor Swift fans, some of them are suing Ticketmaster over poor practice, etc., over the whole Taylor Swift ticket debacle. Well, it seems that Ticketmaster, well, mostly Taylor and her people, are giving fans a second shot at tickets for her tour. So because they had given everyone a pre-sale, they said they sold everything out, there would be no general sales, any verified fans who had gotten or missed out on the pre-sale were just out of luck. So now they issued a message to some of those fans yesterday who had signed up for the pre-sale. They're giving them a second chance. So they said Taylor and her team wanted to create this additional opportunity for you to purchase tickets. So again, only a lucky select few um, will have a limited opportunity to purchase more tickets for the tour. I don't know where they're getting the seats. Yeah, but... like is she doing more nights? Because I thought these were all sold out. Or they did a serious inventory and figured out like who bought tickets and where they're coming from. Maybe got them back from bots. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> but apparently there's miraculously more tickets now for some of her fans. So some will be happy. Some will still be scorned and some will still sue. So <laughs> still a bit <laughs> ugly. And that's what's trending. Brought to you by DeFalco's for brewers and winemakers. Step in, Stu, Angie, and Janelle. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Ottawa's Move 100. We've got a listener holiday dilemma. You always give us the best advice to help people out when they contact us. So we're asking for your advice again on this one this morning. Yeah, we get a lot of messages, a lot of texts saying, you know, like, I'm curious what your listeners would say to this, what feedback they would have. So this... Message came to us from Jennifer in North Gore. Shout out to North Gore. She says, hey, girls, I'm curious if your listeners might have feedback on this. With food food prices so high, is it reasonable or cheap for me to charge per plate if I'm hosting dinner for the whole family? I'm curious what others might be doing to cut costs in a tough year. Yeah. Let me know. I uh, mean, we have heard about how much more that Christmas dinner is going to cost this year. Yeah. So I actually was listening to CFRA yesterday and I heard someone um, talking about this, an expert that they had on. And they said per head, per person for the traditional, you know, turkey Christmas dinner, mm-hmm. it's going to be about 5 to $7 more per head Wow, for the meal this year than it would have been. That's significant. It is. Yeah. Like think about it, if you have 20 people at the table. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. how big is your family? Mm-hmm. So I I mean, yeah, this is a real problem this year. So, I mean, she's asking, is it cheap to charge per plate? Like as if it's like a wedding or a restaurant or what others might be doing to cut costs. So uh, this year, my mom, who usually hosts the whole thing, like we all contribute and we bring stuff, but um, she usually loves to do the whole turking, the fixings, whatever. Mm-hmm. So this year, um, she just said, you know what? Like, why don't we just keep it more simple this year? Um, and we'll do like a Christmas lunch. Okay. And I was like, I kind of like that idea because like once the kids open their presents and stuff, they're kind of bored in the afternoon a little bit, you know, (laughs) and then we're waiting around to go to dinner and the whole thing. And then Christmas ends up being a really long day and we don't have like a huge, you know, crew of like 25 or anything. 
But I liked the idea of the lunch, and I was like, yeah, let's do that. It'll be, like, smaller, not the big, you know, elaborate dinner. We're all going to bring stuff, but it will be, in the end, cheaper, for yeah. sure. It'll mm-hmm. be less work and everything, too, right? Totally. The amount of hours that you slave away, like, yeah. that means you're going to have... cold options, Yeah, you're going to have that. more time with your mom on Christmas Day. Exactly. Like, exactly. That, there's a lot of benefits there. Totally. I love the idea. So, you know, a lot of people are just like, potluck, potluck, potluck. Like, that's, yeah. that's, that's the That's the easy solution everyone mm-hmm. brings and can And granted, yes, that is an idea. But, you know, we used to do this thing at my workplace, uh, previous workplace of mine, where we would have potluck dinners maybe like four times a year and or lunches at work, rather. And the people who didn't want to bring a dish, because let's face it, not everybody's a good cook. And maybe it's inconvenient for you to bring a dish to a family dinner, transporting like we've had a crock pot spill in our trunk full of chili. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, it's not the most convenient. So for people who don't want to contribute with a dish, we used to charge them. So, mm-hmm. hey, you want to eat in on this, uh, you know, group work lunch? You didn't bring anything. You pitch in five bucks. Right. That goes into like our work pool. In this case, maybe that would just go to the host to help pay for, you know, yeah. putting on the party. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's an option. Like it gives people options because I don't think everybody loves a potluck. <laughs> And the thing is, is like some people would actually just prefer to give them money. You know, they don't want to spend the whole day in the kitchen trying to come up with something that's going to feed 20 people either. So, I mean, you just, you know, there's not one size fits all answer to this, but some of you do this. You actually do charge per head yeah. or per plate. Like this is not like for those of you who are listening right now going, oh, I could never charge family. Like some people have said that this actually works well, really for well, their families. So we're going to get to some other options for Jennifer um, that are sent into our list from our listeners coming up in just a couple of minutes here. We're all in this together. You know, it's a community. And when someone needs help or advice, we rise to the occasion. Our listeners are pretty smart with this stuff. And every once in a while, we get a text or a message from someone who's just looking for some feedback, like Jennifer from North Gore, who asked us, you know, kind of like, what's everyone else doing for Christmas this year with the cost of food prices? She's saying, like, it's a little bit out of control. Like, what are other people doing to cut costs? Or is it reasonable or cheap if she says to her family, like, look, what if we just charge like per head or per plate and we all kind of contribute to this? Would that be perceived as cheap? So obviously the common answer to this is heck yes, that's cheap. (laughs) You don't charge family. Obviously, we're getting a lot of that. But a lot of people have said, you know, it's plain and simple. If you can't afford it, don't host. Well, that's not always easy because maybe she has the most central location for all of the family. Very true. Maybe she has the only space that fits everyone. Maybe other people live in apartments and condos. Like maybe it's just convenient, but you know, she's looking for options because um, maybe she just can't do it all, right? Yeah. And I honestly can't understand what the difference is between asking for a little bit of money to help pay for the meal and then that's cheap. But if you ask your guests to come over for dinner and you ask them to bring a dish, that's not cheap. Like, <laughs> I think it's the optics of the charging. I feel <laughs> like, like standing there with the hand out, give me your five bucks, give me your five bucks. <laughs> like that to, to people seems awkward when it comes to family. However, to some of you, 
It makes perfect sense. And in fact, you've done this. Yeah, you've been doing this. I mean, Carmen brought up a great point. And she's like, I'm surprised by so many people who are saying, no way, this is so cheap. She's like, yeah, it's, you know, the rising food prices are affecting everyone. And I would rather ask each family member to pitch in a few bucks than serve something of lesser um, value or just like something different to fit my budget. She's like, it's your family. You should be able to ask them, you know, bring some cash or bring a dish, whatever it is you want to do for this. Mm -hmm. And she said that last year she hosted for multiple days, told her family, hey, look, here's your portion of the grocery bills. Easy peasy. No one cared. Everyone paid up. See, that's an important thing, too, is, I mean, it's one thing to just think about the dinner, but if you have family that are coming to stay for dinner, the next day, breakfast, lunch, the next night, dinner, and like several days, (laughs) I think, you know, your family, you're you're comfortable with each other, you talk about it. If they're coming to stay for several days and you're getting a whole whack of groceries, then yeah, maybe y'all pitch in and like share the cost of the groceries. I mean, like she said, I don't think that's unreasonable. I don't think it is either. And Mm -hmm. I eventually believe that at one point, like this is going to be my situation. Yeah, probably, (laughs) probably. So Suzanne says, um, you know, at Christmas time, if one member in the family is hosting all of you, she didn't just buy groceries. She made the meal. She cleaned her house. She made sure all the decorations were perfect. Mm -hmm. Probably set the table, spent some money on decor. What's the problem, she says, of asking people for like five bucks if the cost is a stretch for her? She's like, if you're willing to bring a side dish or a dozen buns or whatever, why aren't you willing to just give her five bucks? Sometimes that side dish costs you 20 bucks to make. Yeah. That's the point. Like like, sometimes the side dish, if you're thinking like for 25 people or whatever, would would cost you more than it would per head for your plate. Well, like really? (laughs) Because if that one person can get it all done and go out and do all the grocery shopping and make the meals make sense, you don't have to buy the extra spices and the sauces and everything like that. Like it sometimes just makes more sense to do that. And I would never be offended if a family member asked me for cash. No, 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 no. I think... It has to be a conversation in advance, obviously. Yes. You're not going to stand there at the door with a bouncer collecting five bucks <laughs> from everybody. But Jennifer said she has done it both ways. So she's done the thing where, you know, everybody brings something. She's done the thing where everybody pitches in. And she said either way, it was always a conversation in advance. Yeah. It was established. But she said you would actually be surprised how many people preferred to pitch in a few bucks over having to make a dish themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and that doesn't surprise and me. And appreciated the option. Right? <laughs> you never right. know. <laughs> Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, a few days ago, we were speaking about this. One of the most popular travel destinations in the world has come under the global microscope following an announcement of new laws that bans sex outside of marriage. So we heard this story about Indonesia, Bali, which is somewhere that people flock to for uh, trips and getting away. Beautiful, beautiful beaches. beaches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they put it out there that in three years time, they're going to be criminalizing sex outside of marriage or cohabitation between unmarried couples. So they passed this controversial bill. Um, and so people were obviously concerned about civil rights issues, no less, but also 
I mean, their tourism industry is huge. Mm-hmm. So uh, they said that it would affect travelers coming in to the area. So basically, if you and Adam go to Bali and you're not married and you're cohabitating, you could be charged under their criminal code. Yeah. So uh, they've had to back up on that now. And they've said that it's not going to apply to tourists from outside of their shores. So they will not be checking marital status upon check-in at any tourism accommodation, at any hotels, villas, apartments, lodges, etc. It will not apply to tourists. Well, that's good, but I still feel bad for the people of the country. That's exactly (laughs) it. So, like, do you still want to go there knowing the rest of them have to live this way? So, I mean, they are saying it's three years' time from now before it comes into effect, so things could change before then, but, I mean... Again, it is just a civil rights issue in general that you don't want to support. Yeah. Right? So yesterday, the Golden Globe nominations came out, and uh, it's kind of a controversial year. They're back, and a lot of celebrities have said that they're going to boycott. Some have given back their awards, including Tom Cruise, who... You know, famously last year gave back three of his Golden Globe Awards in protest. Well, he was not nominated. (laughs) They're like, well, if you don't want these awards, we're not going to nominate you. (laughs) He was not nominated as Maverick for the new movie, which is, of course, massive. The movie itself was nominated. Right. But not Tom. Tom. So some of the notable uh, nominees, though, if you're looking for a new movie to watch, Elvis, no surprise. Oh, yeah. With Tom Hanks and Austin Butler. I need to see that. You haven't seen it? No. (gasps) It's on my list still. I think it's on one of the streaming platforms yeah austin butler as elvis was kind of mind-blowing to be honest for such a young guy and like kind of an unknown guy uh everywhere all at once did very well uh the fablemans did very well and uh top gun again glass onion a knives out mystery Oh, yeah. And Knives Out. I I know. I saw the first one. I hadn't heard of that one. Uh, on the TV side of things, Abbott Elementary. Once again, they always come out on top with nominations for both the show and the cast. Uh, Dahmer. The Jeffrey oh, Dahmer story. Yeah, he deserves a... He, he, got he got a nomination himself. He deserves a nomination but for that. But so did the series. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, House of the Dragon mm-hmm. and the Pam and Tommy story. Oh, I need to watch that still, too. I haven't seen that okay, one got either. got a lot of things to watch. There you go. Put those <laughs> on your list. And that's what's trending. It's time. Are you ready? Word Wars on Move 100. All right, all right. It's time to play Word Wars, or should we just call it tiebreakers? (laughs) Right. We've had one almost every day. We've had some great players, some good categories. Who's going to play today? Alex and Debbie are on the line. Alex made it through first, so we'll let him pick his categories. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, Angie. Good morning. All right, Alex, you get first choice of categories, okay? Yep. So thanks to Tracy Murphy, who sent these in. We have things in Ottawa or things in Toronto. Oh, Ottawa. Yeah, kind (laughs) of a (laughs) no-brainer. All right, let's give this a shot. All right, here we go. This is where the government works on? Parliament Hill. Yes, and this is what we skate on? The Rideau Canal. Yeah, uh, and this is our team, our hockey team? Ottawa Senators. Yes. Uh, and this is the huge concert that happens in the summer every year. Blues Fest. Yes. And this is the castle we have downtown. Uh, Chatelaria. Yeah. Uh, and this is uh, when you come down where we work and you shop around Fire the... Market. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Uh, this is uh, not the Civic, but it's... Oh, mm, yeah. In general? Shaw I was, was getting to not the Civic Center, Center. it's the uh, Shaw Center now, yeah. Uh, okay, we got six. Yeah, you guys did really good, so hang on the line, Alex. Solid. All right. see how Debbie does. Good morning. Okay. Good morning. 
How's your Toronto knowledge, Debbie? Boy, it's going to be tough to beat that one. <laughs> All right, we can give her a shot here. It's uh, actually not too bad. Um, uh, so things in Toronto, okay? Okay, here okay. we go. Okay, here we go. Who's their baseball team? The Blue Jays. Yes, uh, and then this is the tall thing. Uh, yes, and their basketball team is the Raptors. Yes, and if you're taking a plane, you fly into the the Pearson Airport. Yep, uh, and the 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 big highway there that goes there. Uh, the 401. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of this when they're digging up the streets. There's a lot of... Construction. Yeah. Uh, and this is a place where there's whales and sharks. Uh, like whales. the... Uh, uh, aquarium? Yeah. Aquarium? Yeah. It's the Ripley's Aquarium is what we were I was going to try to get Ripley's after. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're, we're tied, tied again. again. Oh, All right, hang on man. the line, Debbie. Wow. Okay. You called it. Game of just yeah. a game of ties. Game of ties. All right, we went for a low dice roll yesterday. I think we will go for a high dice. I think we did. I think we'll go for a high dice roll today, anyways, okay. regardless. Mm-hmm. Alex has got a that's a nine. Okay. Okay. And for Debbie. Thirteen. Oh, oh Debbie won. pulling off the win today. Congratulations. Thank you so much. There we go. What did Debbie win? Uh, Debbie, we've got a great prize all week long. It is a chance for you to get out, maybe do some shopping for yourself or do some Christmas shopping. It is a gift card, a $100 gift card to the uh, TJX Pry Brands, which is Marshalls, Winners, and HomeSense. That sounds wonderful. Thank you so much. You're Happy welcome. shopping. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle. Today's best variety, Move 100. Well, forget about toys. Kids these days have practical gift ideas they want, and maybe you might just be able to wrap up something you already have at home and gift it to them. <laughs> <laughs> We're asking about the random, kind of strange requests that your kids have had on their Christmas list. Catherine was asking people this yesterday, and we've been going through some of the answers on the Facebook page, <laughs> and we've been giggling away. So uh, Stephanie said, uh, our five-year-old daughter held up the Canadian Tire Flyer and said, Mommy, I really want this. She's like, I don't see any toys on the page. So I ask her, like, point, what are you talking about? She points to the automatic garage door opener and says, this one. (laughs) She's like... After I explained to her what it actually was and what it does, she was less interested in it. She's like, um, never mind. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll find something else. <laughs> um, Amanda says that her eight-year-old nephew wants a fabric shaver. He loves to shave her sofa. Uh, she's going, getting all the balls off it. I would, I would be like willingly getting a gift like this for a kid because if you want to do that work for me, be my guest. 100%. Uh, Lynn said her five-year-old nephew has asked for hardwood flooring for his basement. <laughs> Wait, what? Hey, well, that's they asked, an expensive gift. Yeah. And when they asked why, because that is a strange request for a five-year-old, well, it turns out his friend has hardwood floors in his basement, and when they play roller hockey, the puck slides better than on his concrete basement oh. floor. So he just wants, like, full-on hardwood floors. Yeah, Mom, Dad, can't you figure that out? Yeah, it's no problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Marie says that my six-year-old grandson wants pickles, Pepsi, and 10 packs of Crazy Glue. It's 
very specific. Like not just crazy glue, but I need it in bulk. I yeah. wonder what this kid's plans are. <laughs> no. Hopefully he's not gluing the pickles and the Pepsi to something in the home. Uh, and then there's just the random things that they make up. And Christina is on the hunt. If anyone can help her, she's looking for a zombie shark airplane. Oh, mm. <laughs> might have to DIY that. Yeah, one. you might. <laughs> Move mornings with stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move One Hundred. What's trending? Well, it's been 13 long years since audiences were first introduced to the world of Avatar. And now the first of what is to be four sequels to that movie is finally premiering tonight in L.A. So, like what's it going to take? Another 50 years? Yeah, to come seriously. Out? The stars of Avatar, The Way of Water, are going to be walking the red carpet tonight. So that's Kate Winslet, Zoe Saldana, Sigourney Weaver, Eddie Falco, all of them. Are, but you know who is not going to be there? The creator of the movie. What? <laughs> Director James Cameron has tested positive for COVID. Oh, no. Like, he has been working on this movie for literally years and years and years, and he can't attend his own premiere tonight. Oh, that is just (laughs) gutting. He has to isolate away from it. So he said the number of people that he has told over the years, because he's been so busy working on this movie, oh, don't worry, we'll catch up, I'll see you at the premiere. He goes, well, I guess not. And then he quotes, man proposes... God disposes. Oh, no. <laughs> Isn't that horrible? Yeah. Your big baby premiere. So, uh, Ontario has revealed the top 10 names for girls and boys. We see these lists every year, the most popular names, most popular in Canada. But this is very Ontario-specific. And it may give you an indication of, like, how many kids in your class have the same name. <laughs> But also, if you're about to pop and you have a baby name, you either maybe want a trending name or you want to stay away from these names. Uh, But the top 10 for boys for this past year were Noah, Liam, Oliver, Jack, Benjamin, Theodore, Lucas, William, Ethan, and Leo. Okay, I know a couple of those. Me too. I know a lot of those, actually. (laughs) Uh, And then for the girls, the top 10 names were Olivia, Emma, Charlotte, Amelia, Mm -hmm. Ava, Sophia, Isla, Evelyn, Mia, and Ella. I know a lot of those. I know a lot of those, too. But you know what's crazy about this? And this... I don't know. It's a beautiful name, but I mean, it's seriously very popular. So one of those names, Olivia, has been on the list for more than a decade. It has been one of the top trending picks for 12 consecutive years now. Olivia. It hasn't fallen off. I don't know a single person who has named their kid Olivia. I know one Olivia in my entire life that I've ever met. Oh, my daughters have so many Olivia friends on both sides, (laughs) both of them. Yeah. But yeah, 12 years now it's been on that wow. list. Mm-hmm, crazy. And that's What's Trending, brought to you by the Donnelly Automotive Group. I got the feels. And it feels good. It's a feel-good moment to kick off your workday. Angie's All the Feels on Move 100. Frankie Allison's green thumb has baffled maritime gardeners for over two decades. What's his secret, they say? Well, Frankie is believed to have one of the biggest poinsettias, standing at five and a half feet tall, what? 14 feet in circumference, 
Just let that register for a second. What? 14 feet around. <laughs> That's a huge poinsettia. Or poinsettia, I guess is what they're, I don't know, poinsettia, poinsettia. Uh, and so when he bought it, though, it was just like the little ones you buy in the stores in the green foil container. Yeah. To get at the Walmart they, or wherever. Let's die mm-hmm. and then you buy new ones next year. That's all it was. It was the size of that when they got it. But this particular plant has sentimental value for Frankie because it did belong to his late wife, Maxine. And he said that Maxine won it on Christmas Eve in 1996 during a call-in radio contest. So they were giving away poinsettias on the radio. She called in. She was so excited that she won one. She brought it home. And then sadly, three days later, died of a sudden heart attack. Oh. So he decided he was going to care for it as long as possible because she was so excited that she won this plant. So Frankie kept his promise. He has been nurturing this poinsettia for the last 26 years. Unbelievable. Although he's had to make some upgrades. He had to get a bigger pot, as you can imagine. He's like, this is the biggest pot I could get so far for this thing. Um, He said it used to flower and return in full red every Christmas, but now it just blossoms later and later. Usually around March, he gets the full red show. Mm -hmm. But he said besides watering it every few days, the plant has been really like low maintenance. He hasn't done much to make this happen. Mm -hmm. So he plans to continue caring for it for many years to come, and then he's going to pass it on. (laughs) He said what his granddaughter does with it, well, that's up to her, but he made a promise that he would take care of it, and he has. Who knew a poinsettia could get that big? I did not know. That's a treat. Right? Like and it's in his house, I'm assuming? Tall. Yes, it's huge. He's, he's got, got it right room. in the living room. He's got, he's got to be having his own room at some point. <gasps> I know, like the spare room. Five and a half feet tall, 14 feet in circumference. Wow. That's a big plant. So when you're looking at that one that's dying by January in your house, <laughs> just be like in awe of what Frank Allison has done for the last 26 years. And that's all the feels on Move 100.